another episode of Coda Conversations with Kevin at TCA. What's up, man? How's it going, bro? Uh, not too bad, man. What's been going on with you? Uh, nothing much, nothing much. It's, it's another slow day. I still haven't heard back from uh, my recruiter. Um, right. Yeah, you never know with those companies. Sometimes they take a while, other times they get back to you immediately. So. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. It's like, you know, last, I think I hit him up last Tuesday. Response was like super quick and everything. And now I hit him up and I just get silence. I, don't, I haven't seen any, anything. Right. Yeah. Man, I kind of think like, uh, you know, every time you do those interviews, you just got to do them and then completely put it, put it out of your mind. If they cut, if they say yes, they say yes. If they say no, they say no. You know, you don't you don't want to just sit there being anxious all like you know all month. Yeah, waiting. yeah, it's hard. It's uh, it's easier said than done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. it's easier said than done. Uh-huh. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, but you know, in the meantime, I'm I'm still applying to places. I still got recruiters hitting me up. Um, I'm still studying my algorithms and stuff. Uh, I just made it a point to like right now, like not like you said, like not focus on it and to set up some other goals for myself and to just knock those out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I man. I've been pretty much uh, just focusing on work, you know, work related things. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the stuff is like I had to deal with, like you know, uh, Octa or you know, survey issues, just, just uh-huh. stuff like that. Uh, you know, it kind of kind of wears me out, though, man. Like, I don't really have like the desire to do a bunch of studying or programming once work is done. I need to kind of get refocused, though. Yeah, you gotta. It's always good to unplug, right? Like, like, yeah. like you gotta limit yourself because after a certain point, it's like with uh, with what do they say? Like, like focused studying is better than like studying all day because, like, with focused. A focused amount of studying where you don't you don't have any other type of distractions, right? You're just like, okay, for the for this hour or two, I'm a study, you know, uh, Spanish or you know, uh, coding or whatever. You get you, it sinks in your mind a lot better than just like, oh, I'm gonna study for these next five hours. Uh, right. It's like you you just. You you get more out of those that one hour of solid focus than you than you would out of like all day studying. Yeah, I think for me it's just finding the motivation. Like you know, like say for example, okay, I'm at a job, I'm making sixty thousand dollars, right? And I know like if I study hard, my next job is going to pay me, you know, ninety thousand. There's right. a clear line of progression there, but right. once you start, once you're kind of like. In the mid six figures, it's like, you know, the studying really gonna give me that huge jump. I mean, right. you know, you, you start getting, I guess, kind of complacent or comfortable, and I'm trying to get out of that. So, uh, I mean, like, what I guess I would say is, what's your, what other goals do you have that are not financial? Honestly, man, I think I just need to start programming. Uh, stuff that I'm interested in, like uh, video games or something, you know, like that would actually keep me in the programming world and just keep me interested. Like that's probably that's what I would do if 
there was no finances involved. Like if if you had the program and you didn't get paid, that's probably what I would be doing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm saying like I'm saying like you gotta find that motivation, right? Like so what's the motivating factor for behind uh learning how to program games? Is that just an interest, a hobby interest yeah. or yeah, I think I, you know, I, I've always liked video games. I've, I've liked them since I was like three, you know. So that's pretty much what got me into programming uh, in the first place, like wanting to know how to make my own video game. <clears throat> right. But you know, I've heard like the game industry is not the best. So like, if I did, so <laughs> yeah, it's really, really bad. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard. I've met people that worked on like the. Uh, Call of Duty games, and they work for like uh, EA and uh, BattleNet, like that whole that whole company. Right. And he says that they work them like dogs. Like it's just it's tough. And yeah, he looks like once a crunch time. Yeah, yep. And uh, but he's smart though. He's smart. He smart dude. Really down to earth. Really humble. But man, uh, some days when I when and when we meet, I'm like man, like they. I can see the exhaustion on somebody's face. You can, you can you ever like look at somebody and be like, "Man, they're tired. That person's tired." Right. Yeah. Man, what was so crazy is you know those companies they make uh, so much money, but you know they don't want to really give it to their programmers. They know like, okay, this is a, a passion for a lot of people, so yeah, we can kind of keep them here on the cheap. It's a good advantage. It's a good advantage exactly. of your your passion. Yeah, that's that's at both ends of the spectrum, right? Where like, like uh, I I remember when I first started working, and uh, you know I had my 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 salary that I asked for, right? And they're like, we can't give you this; you're too green. I'm like at first, I'm like, okay, I kind of get it, right? I don't have the experience yeah. to be asking for this figure. So even though it wasn't it wasn't like I was asking for like six figures or like a high five figures, it was just the I just found the median the average uh, salary and I just asked for it and they just said, they said no. And so like, uh, after about two years in the game, I'm like, okay, I kind of get it now. Like a, uh, a startup or a company doesn't want to, isn't always going to pay you your rate, your asking rate because they want to make up as much of a profit as possible. Right. So if, right. if they can get you on the low, if they can get you for cheap and just exploit your passion to learn and to, uh, to, to your, 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 I guess, yeah, your passion to learn and to just sort of like your go-getter attitude, if they can just exploit that and keep you happy with a the paycheck, they will. Right. Yeah, it's all a negotiation game, man. You, you get what you negotiate for. Yeah, they can sense like, okay, he, he's he's willing to accept twenty thousand less. Yeah. he doesn't really have that many other options. Then mm -hmm. yeah, they'll try to, you know. So that's that's why I think it's important for people to be clear on like what they're trying to do. You know, yeah. like you know, okay. So for example, you might be getting underpaid for a while, but you know, since they're underpaying you, if the next company offers a significantly better salary, you know, well, I'm going to take it, you know. Right. Right. Whereas I might have been, you know, more inclined to stick around if you just paid me more than average, you know, like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, uh, you know, my company, they, they took care of me, so I'll, I'll, I'll 
I, I'm not just going to switch companies, even though some of them might be paying more because they looked out for me. Right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, after after that, that certain point, you, you have to ask yourself, like, what do you want? Right. Like, what's your like, what's your goal? Right? OK, if you're trying to be trying to grow and where you're at, you're not growing. Right. Then the salary, if the salary matched the, the compensation or if the, if the salary matched the tech level and experience level. But then if you, what happens when you get to a point where, OK, you're no longer learning anything new. It's time to move on. Right. The, the salary hasn't the salary seems to have grown to a certain point. You can't see yourself going any further. What do you do at, at that point? Right. It's like it's like uh, I'd rather you, because because I'm I'm mostly I'm mostly projecting because of like of the experience that I've had where if you you take the you take what you can get right you get the experience and then uh, you just realize that there's a cap there's a level of how how much can be you know how much exposure you can get how much you can learn. In the current position, right? There's only right. so much growth. That's what I was looking for. There's only so much growth that that can that can be had. And then, uh, personally, right? Like, what's your? I feel like everybody should have that next step, right, in mind. Unless they just, unless they figure, okay, they're just in that position. They're in that part of their life where, like, okay, this is my my magnum opus. This is like the last. Like, I'm I'm okay with settling here. If you're okay with that, then then that's a different story. But if if it's the reverse, right? We're like, okay, you're young, you're growing, you're searching for growth. Then there's got to be that next step that you have to look for. Yeah, I think for me, ultimately, <clears throat> I want financial freedom. Like you know, it, honestly, man, like just the way that inflation is these days, you can't really yeah. stay in the same place for long, man. Because right. you'll get poor, you know, like. Uh, yeah. I looked at the, the the inflation numbers uh like just just one year ago man it's it's prices have really jumped up mm-hmm. yeah prices have jumped up but competition has stayed the same right like, exactly so literally that's what i've read <laughs> yeah i mean you, you can just go to the uh, gas station look at those prices and see okay yeah things are going up yeah right now i think it's like four dollars and 59 cents a gallon something like that um over yeah. here we, we, we're in the threes but you know it's still going up yeah it's still climbing yeah um yeah the man you know like that's I, I, i've been thinking about like you know people saying you should have a nest egg you should have like a savings built up but like the way that these jobs work and like or the way that jobs are and the way that inflation is, right? Like it's hard to have that nest egg when the price right. of everything else is going up around you, but the money that you're making is still the same, right? It's like, man, like, and then you're working 40 hours a week, right? And then you have a, you have rent to pay. You've got, uh, you've got to feed yourself. And then if you throw kids into the mix, it's a whole nother right. series of expenses. Mm-hmm. So it's got, it's, it's tough. It's like living is tough. <laughs> once once uh, kids come into the place, like people just literally get frozen in place because they don't have time to 
study and improve their skill set. Uh, like, you know, I got to watch the kids or so. Yeah. You, have to, you, know. you have to do. I don't I don't have the experience enough to speak on this. Right. I don't have any kids, but like, man, it's it's your life becomes theirs for the next like 18 years. Right. Once you have, once you have a kid, like your life is no longer yours. It becomes theirs. And like, that's why, like, I believe in like setting up yourself beforehand. Of, of course, like, you, I'm not saying you have to be like so meticulous that you you're not like living life or like if, if you choose to have kids early, then, then go ahead. But like, I believe that like trying to set yourself up somewhat to be to be able to say like, okay, uh, I've got a savings enough to be like, all right, well. I don't have to. I don't have to worry about. Uh, I, what am I trying to say? It's like having a home, having a place to build a family, and having money aside for for when that day comes. It's a lot. It's a lot less stressful than it would be to be living where I am now, making the income that I'm making now, and then throwing a kid into the mix and expecting to juggle all three. Right. Yeah, I think uh, you know we we talked about it off off air. It mm. seems like you know no matter what you do, like the price of things kind of rise to to meet whatever you're making. You know, like uh, say for example, okay, I I'm in this. I, I moved to Los Angeles or something. You know, a company offers me a job there. Right. And, you know, they're paying me 40K more than I'm making here. Mm -hmm. And then the problem is, as soon as I go there, okay, housing and everything else is more expensive. Gas right. is more expensive. Right. You know, so it's like, even though my salary rose, I might not have even necessarily gotten that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You make a good salary, but the cost of living, right? If you live in a high cost of living area, then nothing changes. It just balances exactly. out. It's like if I was to move to the valley, right, Silicon Valley, like the the right. rent out there. I think I, I read somewhere, and I could be wrong. I think I read. I think I, I read that rent. You know, let me look it up real quick. Silicon Valley rent. I don't want to say something, and people are like, no, it's not true. Um, yeah, so like San Jose, right? Two bedroom, two bath. Yeah, 3K. He said 3K? It's like 3K. Yeah, Santa Clara. Let me see. It's very expensive. Yeah, I guess it just depends on, you know, like right. what area you're in and all of that. You can probably yeah. get up to like five, six, seven K. Yeah. Um here we go. Yeah, so like Silicon Valley apartments for rent, right? Sunnyvale or Mountain View, right? Two bedrooms, twenty-two hundred. You know, I don't know the, I don't know the exact pricing for rent. And I'm not trying to sit here like wasting airtime just guessing, but I know that like the like rent can be really expensive, but then the compensation for salary is also pretty high. So it sort of evens out, right? If you're getting paid like 160 to 180 K a year, then like the rent, the money that you would make, you would still be like, 
you would still be about you would still the money that I would pay down here, like I pay like 3k for rent, right? And I make I make well, I split it, but the point is, is like rent is 3k, I split it, I have to like there's the example, there's the example right there, I have to split it, like I wouldn't be able to pay uh, the full the full amount, so it's like okay. Either you, I'm sure this is the same thing out there, right? Where even though you're making 160k, rent could be three, four, five thousand dollars. Either right. a, you pay that whole rent yourself, or b, you split it. Um, and then like, what I think you're not considering food and stuff, but what, uh, what a lot of these people do is like you know, it doesn't really pay to rent; it pays to get into a house because yeah. you know that. Even though you're paying on the mortgage, it still goes into the value of your house. You know what right. I mean? Right. So I think that's what happens in Silicon Valley. Like, even though, okay, I buy this million dollar house, it's like, man, this is expensive. But, you know, uh, I'm just dumping all this money into that house. I'm making a high salary. And even though I'm paying a lot on my mortgage, like, you know, 10 years later, okay, or 20 years later, house is paid off, billion dollar house. And then I can just say, okay, yeah, let me sell it. I know a lot of people want to live here. I just sell it and move, you know, somewhere else. Like, okay, let me move to Texas. Let me move to Florida where you know, mm -hmm. I can buy a, a huge house for half the price. So I think that's how they end up getting ahead. So it kind of pays just to actually buy a house, you know, even though houses have their own costs, but it's kind of like a storehouse of wealth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but not everybody's set up like that, right? Like, take take a non-programmer for example, right? Like when I was working at uh, say Office Depot, when I was working at Office Depot, it, I made four hundred bucks every two weeks. Yeah, it's hard to get to that point. To and like, like without a house. career, right? Without a career. Or like somebody like passing on the knowledge, right? To to get a house and how much to pay, how much to do for a down payment and stuff. It's tough. It's Man, uh, it's it's almost impossible to pay that twenty percent. Like the average house price, you know, around here is probably like five hundred thousand. So what is twenty percent of that? A hundred k. How many people just have a hundred k sitting in an account somewhere? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And and it's. It's super lopsided. We're like, I just told me, I just, you know, sit out there like, okay, I pay like, I think my rent is like 3380 a month. Right. But then like, yeah. you know, like people don't believe that, uh, you could pay a mortgage, but you've, you have a year or two, you have, uh, 24 months of, 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 uh, proof that you can pay a, a rent, but then mortgage just be like, well, how do I know? I can't trust. How can I trust you with this loan of like eleven $1, a month? It's like, right. I'd rather pay $1,100 a month towards something that I'm going to eventually own than pay into something that I'm never going to own. Like when I leave from here, that's it. You're just saving that money for that insane down payment. You know yeah. what I mean? That's the, yeah. that's, that's, that's the, the hard part. That's the hard part. But the, the, the game, I call it the game, but it's like the way that things are set up in this country is that it's not meant to, you're always meant to be two steps behind. And even if you make one step forward, you're, it's like something pushes you two steps back. 
to you're never going to reach the goal that you you set out for yourself. You never, it's never, it's meant to, I'm not saying never, right? Because never is really a terrible word, but it's like, it's meant to be extremely difficult to get right. to that end goal, right? And if they, and if you get to that end goal, it's, it's supposed to be extremely expensive to get there. Meaning like, hey, you have to go to school and you have to go to, you have to go to middle school and you have to go to high school and you have to go to college and you have to go to university and you have to get your master's and you have to get your PhD. And then when you leave from that, you have a small piece of paper and you have all this debt and you're thrown into a, a job or then you have to find a job, right? Like it's, it's almost like you're, you're, you're weighed down with all this debt and then you have to find a job and then you're paying off all this debt for who knows how long. Right. And in it. It's pretty much like a, a soft class system. Like it's almost impossible to, you know, they, you, you see, you hear a few stories here and there, but most people are never going to get out of that social class they're in. And, right. You know, they, they, they hold the promise of, okay, yeah, maybe you could be a YouTube star or something and right. be a multimillionaire, but, you know, the likelihood of that happening is rare. So most people are stuck, you know, just paying bills forever. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. But, I mean, the knowledge is out there. Like, the knowledge is out there where you could just, like, if you really wanted to, and you found that that niche or you found that like the knowledge is out there to do whatever it is that you that you are that you i'm trying to sound like a motivational speaker but it's like like with the way that like with the internet right i'm just trying to get i'm just trying to get to the point like with the internet right you can you can literally look up anything and like learn anything to a, to a degree Right, like if you want to learn to program, you don't necessarily have to go to a four-year college. You don't necessarily have, you don't necessarily have to go to a, a coding boot camp. You don't necessarily have to pay for any of the books. I'm not condoning piracy, but it's out there if you really want it. And like, it, it just comes down to work ethic and and looking for answers, right? And finding that that support group because when you at least personally, like when I when I first wanted to learn how to code, and I'm I'm not trying to say this is all about coding, but let's say you want to learn something, right? Would you rather be surrounded by people that said, "Oh yeah, you know, maybe you should give up when you fail at something," or would you rather be surrounded by people that like say, "Okay, don't worry, you'll get it." All right. Yeah, I think uh, you know it's out there, but you have to be willing to sacrifice for some amount of years you know what i yeah. mean yeah like you have to almost live like if you want to be rich you have to live poor for a while and then you know put those money into assets that make money yeah and i think you know i think it's a balance you know you don't like we talked about earlier you don't want to waste your life and then okay now you're 60 now you're taking vacation you know what i mean right yeah it's 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 all about balance and it's all about enjoying like I've learned that like, like we, we talked about getting cars and like paying for Audis and like, expensive cars and stuff. But like, right. in my mind, it's like, okay, I don't need the fancy car. I don't need the, I don't need the fancy shoes. I don't need the, the, 
the chains and the whips and the kicks. And I don't need that because at the end of the day, it's like, that's not going to change me. It's just going to change the people's perception of me. Right. Right. Cause at the end of the day, I'm still myself. And, uh, it's like when, when you see the forest for the, when you see the, the forest for the trees and not the other way around, then, then like having a lot of money, it, it, it means whatever, right? Just live within a certain means. Don't live outside of those means. Save the difference of the money that you make and use that towards like, towards, uh, towards making, I guess like, I would say like, being comfortable. That's what I'm looking for. It's like, if you can put that money towards towards just being comfortable, then you'll never get put in that situation of, of one step forward, two steps back. Because you, you, you're one step ahead of the, the, uh, you know, the, the, the system, I guess you could say, right? Like if, if things are just put in place to try and keep you behind and you already know that, and you, and you've already thought like two steps ahead, even if they try to put you two steps back, you're already two steps ahead. So you're, you're, you're where you need to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, you got to you gotta be very aware of what you're doing with your money. You know, like, yeah. as soon as you get that big raise, man, you know, you can't be like, oh, man, I'm going to go ahead and wild out. You can buy yourself a couple of nice things, but you pretty much got to live at that same yeah. level that you live in now and kind of, like, save the difference do something with like buy some assets with the right. difference right you know like get into if you want to get into bitcoin there's that if you want to get into stocks there's that like there's there's plenty of people who have who have learned how to be financially free and 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 there's like redditors and stuff who talk about this stuff all the time there's books on it and again like i'm circling back to this like the knowledge is out there and if you want to become financially free, then it's it's available to you. And and I know like we might have some some people that aren't necessarily from the U.S. listening like right now, but like it's it's uh, and and the circumstances may be different for you, but I think some of the general knowledge that that some of the listeners can take away from this is that the knowledge is out there, like whether you want to learn the program or you want to learn whatever. And and it just comes down to being resourceful and motivated enough and having a goal and working towards that goal, regardless of the circumstances that, that you're in right now, because that is going to that's going to build character. And with that character, it'll take you farther than just uh, someone who just had it like a silver spoon in their mouth. Right. I think, you know, and that also comes down to, you know, like the balance thing we talk about, like mm -hmm. a lot of people say, okay, I want to leave this amazing legacy for my kids. And, yeah. you know, they might save up all this money. Yeah. And, you know, you have to, you have to enjoy yourself in life because right. like something I've noticed is like a lot of rich kids, they're kind of weird, you know, because <laughs> what you mean by weird? Like, you know, sometimes they might be into drugs or, mm -hmm. you know, 
because they they've gotten everything in life way too easy. Mm-hmm. You know that their, their, their parents had great intentions. Like I want to take care of my kid. I want to make sure they don't have to struggle. But right. if you get everything you want immediately, um, you know there's nothing to look forward to. Right, right, right. You know if you if you can kind of get every any toy whenever you want, like you kind of get bored with life. Like what what yeah. is there to look forward to? Yeah, yeah. So. If you give your kids too much, you know they can start getting out, getting into stuff like drugs because it's like I need I need something to give me that high, and they look look right. for it from like artificial sources. So it's like, yeah, save your money, and um, you know invest, but you also have to enjoy yourself as well because you know it's it's like a balance of what you leave behind for your kids. You don't want to leave them too much, but you also don't want them to start from zero. Right, right, right. You want to, you want to have them better off than where you started, but they have to learn the same lessons. And you have to balance that, right? Like, you have to learn how to, how, you learn about delayed gratification. Like, learn what it means to work hard. Learn what it means to, to save. Uh, like learn all the things that that you learned, right? Because you you've already made all the mistakes. You don't want them to go through the all the hundreds of mistakes just to get to the same result, right? Teach them the shortcut. But also teach them the, the the lessons from the pitfalls that you made along the way, and and sort of ingrain that, and pass that on, and let that be your legacy. Uh, at least that's that's how I feel. In the in, in, that's the happy golden path, right? Of like ideally, that's what I would I would want to do. Um, if you heard of the, uh, it's like a channel on YouTube called like I think it was like Ryan's Toy Reviews. Yeah, like is that the uh, kid that that reviews toys and he gets like millions right. of views? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, to me, like as a kid, that would that would have been the dream. You know what I mean? Like, how yeah. I can have any toy when I want. Yeah. You know, but it's kind of like when you really think about it, do you really want that life? Because like when he gets older, like what well, what is there to look forward to? You know, right. he got every toy already. Yeah, it's it it screws you up. It's it it screws you up in ways that we don't know yet, right? Like right. look at social media right now. It's like like it's just like with uh what is it TikTok, right? They're saying that uh, TikTokers are getting ticks now. Like uh like uh, I, I guess they're they're going to doctors and they're they're showing symptoms of like ticks. Oh wow! The 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 uh what's the word I'm looking for they think it's they think it's because of TikTok and I didn't read it too much I didn't read too much into it that's sort of as far as I've gone but it's it doesn't surprise me that like that there's there's consequences to all these all these things that we're exposing to ourselves like right. every single day like if I if I have a kid and I'm making money off of filming them enjoying toys like after 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 a certain point, you're not going to get that same high or that same enjoyment from doing another toy review, right. week in and week out. It's just not the. It just you don't enjoy it. Like when I was growing up, like you got I got a toy on like uh, Christmas or my birthday, exactly. Or unless I saved up for it, and even then, it's like you're you're working towards that that toy, right? I saved up. And 
I'm going to Toys R Us and I'm going to buy this video game or whatever. And like all of those weeks of me saving up my allowance to get that one thing made it worth, made it worth it. Right. Like, Build up the anticipation. Yeah. Like it's, I, it's, I enjoyed it a lot more when I got home. I couldn't wait to get home. I took it, took the game out the box and read the manual and all that stuff. And, and I, I can't imagine having that same enjoyment and trying and having to fake it. Right. Cause then when you, when you have to fake it, it just doesn't make, I don't know. You, you're not tricking your brain. Like you can't fool yourself. You might fool the camera. Right. But when you look at yourself in the mirror at the end of the day, like, are you happy with yourself? It's kind of like, you know, like you're playing a video game and like a Metroid or something or, you uh -huh. know, whatever. And you, you enter, you enter a cheat code to right. get all the, yeah. all the power ups. Like you yeah. didn't have to search for it. So, yeah, you know, the game comes kind of like kind of boring. Like, oh, there's no challenge here. Yeah. Cause you got everything, but you didn't earn it. Right. Yeah. You didn't earn it. And you, That's the thing. And you know, like with TikTok, uh, something that I was thinking about, man, is probably creating a generation of kids with ADHD because if they're they're just consuming, you know, like ten second clips all day long, like you know, they're what's up with their attention span? Maybe, maybe. I'm not gonna lie, I've, I've definitely grown a shorter attention span um, over the years. I've no, and I've noticed it, and. Uh, and that's my fault. Like I, growing up, I used to read a lot, and now it's like, man, like I have to, I have to really sh not struggle, but like I have to focus, and I mean like focus, focus on like tasks, or I can easily get distracted, and right. um, and it shouldn't be hard. I, I guess you could say like maybe you know for people who act, have ADD and ADHD, right? That's 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 a whole other story, but when you notice. How, how much harder you have to work just to focus, that's that's where I think it becomes a problem because if if you notice that you didn't have a problem and now you have a problem, what's changed, right? Then you have to analyze, okay, uh, this has changed. I've, I've, I've started consuming these, these five minute videos, these 10 minute videos, these 10 second videos, like over and over and over again, you're subconsciously telling yourself like, uh, you're consciously just like feeding your mind these these this junk food, and and it doesn't. You're sort of undoing the the process of okay, reading this chapter. I'm gonna learn something at the end of this chapter, right? Instead of looking forward to the like, okay, well, when's the end? When's the end? When am I gonna learn? When when am I gonna learn? When am I gonna learn? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think you know like. What all the social media does, they, all of them, pretty much, they they psychologically figure out how to give us like these little mini dopamine hits, yeah, and keep us addicted to like these bite sized yeah. bits of attention. You know yep. what I mean? Yep, yep. And and that's what that's with those bite sized pieces of attention, we can't focus on things longer than than it's almost like there's no media. Right, like look at Netflix. Right, when they release a show, they re they release the whole thing at once. Right, they let you binge it. Like the streaming services let you binge television. And before it was like, if you wanted to watch a show, it was Tuesday at seven thirty, uh, after some show you didn't care about, 
you have to watch the new episode of this show. And then uh, that's, the, that's, that's the only time that it played. Tuesdays at 7.30 or Wednesdays at 8 o'clock or Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Like now they have TV shows where, oh, here's all the seasons of this show. Just gorge on it. That right. there's the extremes of bite-sized 10 second media or just this uh just this huge platter of its of one show and just go for it. There's no media. Yeah, like they uh they they kind of like turned the media into fast food, you know what I mean? Like you can uh, get whatever you want, but it's not particularly healthy for you. You can get as much as you want yeah. and, you know, go ahead and feast on it, but it, it's not good for you. And, you know, it's, it's hard for uh, books to compete with, you know, 10, 10 seconds or a couple of minutes of, you know, this gorgeous looking thumbnail and mm -hmm. the attention grabbing title. Like most people just sit on YouTube and, you know, I've yeah. been guilty of it myself, like for hours, just going to these uh you know these videos that they don't they don't necessarily really teach you anything it's just something that captures your attention for the next five minutes yeah and then what's what's even worse is you since you're talking about you know content and, and these, these clips and stuff once these websites understand your patterns and they understand the things that you look for and they understand the things that you engage with then it becomes a matter of uh just feeding you the same oh he likes this this burger with onions and tomato and a side of thousand island dressing and he likes uh his french fries with chili and it gets to a point where the algorithm knows you so well that it just keeps feeding you content that it knows that you'll that you'll most likely engage with or that you'll like watch like a self-reaffirming cycle. Like you don't ever expand because it's giving yep. you stuff that you already know and like, yep. you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. So it's kind of like making people stagnant because even if you try to get the information, the algorithm is still catering the results to stuff that you're already accustomed to. It's not just giving you the unadulterated truth. It's like, yep. no, uh, you, you said you like this, so we're going to give you give this you with the twist that you like. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like, so like speaking of social media, what do you think about uh, Facebook and their rebranding? I don't think it'll work. Honestly, okay. I don't think it'll work. Just because it's it's they'd have to. I don't know. I I can't. Let me not say it. I don't. I've already said it, but I I'm not trying to be a fence sitter here. But I'm, I'm I'll just I'll just defend the whole like it's not going to work, and I'm not sure what, you, what you'll say, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try and defend this. Um, the reason I was so, uh, in so the reason I so strongly say it's not going to work is because right now it's almost like every other week, Facebook has another whistleblower, right? And like, right. I've read a, uh, um, I read an article once that this lady said, somebody, she worked for Facebook and she said, Hey, these this platform is hurting people meaning like it's 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 doing more harm than good essentially right but uh even when she brought up these these points they sort of ignored it 
And, you know, it, it, it makes me think like, okay, even if you change your name, the, the point of you changing your name and then saying that you're going to change your name, right? Instead of just sort of sneakily coming out with a new social media platform and then letting Facebook sort of die off, right? If that makes sense, like sort of like if they, if they just, if a new, if a new social media platform just suddenly sprung up, right? Nobody knew where it came from and people sort of slowly adopted it, right? And moved on to it from Facebook and then Facebook quote unquote died, right? But then Mark Zuckerberg is actually behind the new social media network. I think that would have worked better than just saying, hey, we're going to rebrand. Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen what they're necessarily trying to do with the rebrand. Uh, I think, you know, it just depends on what they're trying to do. I've heard they're kind of moving to this concept of the metaverse, almost like, you know, like you're living in a, a digital fantasy right. world. You plug in with uh, the headset. Right. You know, in terms of like uh, people, pe- people been knowing like the social media ain't really healthy, but right. it's just like, you know, fast food isn't healthy, but it's so convenient and it could be tasty. So all right, let's go ahead and get, get that anyway. I think like if they want to be successful, they have to create a concept that is cheap enough and you know is different enough that and people are just want to you know take that take the take a chance at it. They I've seen that kind of move into the VR headset, but VR hasn't really taken off that much. Right, but they I mean if they pioneer it though, and well I'm not saying they're not necessarily the pioneers because there there is social media platforms like uh, Second Life and. Fet life and that sort of started the whole movement, right? Kind of like how there's MySpace before Facebook, but right. uh, you know, if if Facebook really wanted to, they, I mean, they've got the money to really push this thing forward into the whole Ready Player One esque movement, and I just think that you know, with this whole metaverse idea. Like if it takes off or like or when it takes off, I guess you could you could say because they, they have enough users. I don't know how many VR users they have, but they've got the money for it to sort of just dump into it and sort of wait for it to just take off. But uh, it just. I think I like, like why. why go ahead. No, I think like why it hasn't really taken off is one because VR headsets are expensive. Right. Two, it's kind of like uh, you, you get motion sickness. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. There's definitely people that, unless they can solve that, I'm not sure how they would solve that. But right. if they could solve that, if they could, if they could lower the price of the equipment, make it accessible to everybody, and. Uh, right. And it and it just take and it just takes off, right? People people will pick it up, then then they have a their own virtual social media network. Like, uh, have you tried VR out? I haven't. No. Okay. Now, well, why why some of the reasons you haven't tried it out is just like expensive. It's, it's or... expensive. Right. Right. How much is an Oculus? Last I checked, it was like you know four or five hundred. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong, but it was just pretty expensive. And that, that's just, just for the headset. It's not for the computer to run the games. So uh, Oculus 2, 
is the Oculus Two, two fifty six gigs is four hundred bucks. Right. So I don't know if that's everything. If that's just the headset. If is it is it the controller? I don't. Like, I don't understand uh, how this thing works. Well, I think you know for for you to really get a good VR experience, you need a powerhouse computer too, because it gotta render you know two images, one for the left and one for the right eye. So, wow. Yeah, uh, the 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 barrier to entry, like in terms of money, it's just too high for VR. Right. And you know, I you know, I think it's kind of like, oh yeah, this, this is pretty cool. But do people really want to be like super unplugged from reality to where like they're wearing a headset all day? Some people do. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, some people some do. People do. <laughs> some people don't. You know, like with your phone, you can kind of like you know, you, you look down, then mm -hmm. you can look back up, look around, yeah. look back yeah. down. Like you're not completely oblivious to the world. Some people are so attached to their phones, and I'm guilty of this too. Like where I've, I've just sort of grown attached to this device, and it knows so much about me, and um, right. it's like my own little world. That's what I call it. It's like your own little, your it's, like it's your own little world, and I feel like the way technologies and social media has gone these days. Not like not just like Facebook, but like YouTube and, and media in general. It's like you're. It's almost like escapism at the touch of a button. Right. Always like you can just binge watch videos, or you can escape into VR. It's just like how much are you willing to spend to escape? Right. Almost. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, yeah. You you know, what's crazy is like, you know, with digital, in a digital world, you know, aside from the labor cost of producing the asset, once the asset produced, creating replicas is free. So, you know, technically every, you know, it could be something where anybody could have anything, but, you know, I don't think that's ever going to happen because people are going to partition things off and, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to, it's going to be, uh, a replica of the real world, even though there's not technically any scarce, scarcity there, mm -hmm. uh, there's going to be an artificial scarcity in order for me to, you know, be on a, a on a higher level. Than you, you know, right? There's, there's going to be a digital currency in these worlds. Yeah, you know, I, I might have that. a better digital house than you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or vice yeah. versa. Vice versa. Yeah, I can see that. It's just going to come down to like who can like any game. Right. If you can monetize it, whoever has the most money can necessarily become the better player. Right. Or the better whatever. Right. They'll have the better experience. And and then you're back to square one. Right. OK. If I don't dump money into this game, then or this experience, then I'm I'm not the best or I'm not right. this or I'm not living the best experience. Yeah, I think that's what the new economy is going towards, like uh, getting into the digital world and people are paying for the best experience. Like you said, like, you know, uh, I have the best digital mansion. Uh, you know, I can fly, mm -hmm. you know, I have this or that, you know, power unlocked mm -hmm. or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be really weird, you know what I'm saying, especially if people really get into that. Like, imagine a bunch of people just walking around with headsets on, like, engaged in a, in a digital world. Like, what's going to be going on in the real world? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that escapism. It's that escapism. It's almost like the, the Matrix, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, everybody's plugged into this digital yeah. world, like. How long before you know they develop machines that okay the machine will sustain your body while you're in this digital world yeah. you just got to get plugged in and you know people's real lives essentially in their mind is going to be that digital world yeah it's the escapism i don't know i don't know i don't know if we're ready for that right honestly. i don't i don't think the i think I don't know, man. I don't think we're ready for that. Like, this is getting dystopian. This conversation is getting, <laughs> it's, it's kind of yeah. getting like really dystopian, but like, I don't think we're ready for that because it's kind of interesting, though. We're, no, we're like, exposing uh, ourselves to, we're exposing ourselves to this, this, like, we don't know the repercussions, right? Everybody keeps saying that. We don't know the repercussions of this. We don't know the repercussions of that. Long exposure to blue light. We don't know the repercussions of, of whatever. And like, we really don't know where this long-term exposure to social media is going with TikTok and and uh, and you know Facebook and you know the spread of misinformation. It's like at the end of the day, it's like long-term exposure to a, a lot of these things, right? With so many different variables, we don't know what the what the long-term effects are. Meaning, like we don't know where we're going to go and if we if we throw vr into the mix i could i could definitely see people just like not caring about the real world and really just investing into this into this right. vr experience right exactly buddy. and then selling virtual uh assets for real money like with this whole nft stuff i don't know if you've heard right. of that yeah i've kind of kind of heard about it it's like, i haven't really like looked People, oh, go ahead. I haven't really looked too much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> People are willing to drop like bank on digital images, like one yeah, of a kind crazy. digital images. And it's like, you realize I can take a picture of this picture and have essentially this image or whatever, this asset, whatever. But you're, you're putting, you're spending real money on digital art or digital assets to try and yeah, say like, oh, I have the one and only version of this. But, yeah, it's kind of like what we was talking about before. Like they're they're trying to introduce scarcity where it doesn't exist in order to, you know, right. produce a so-called economy. So right. like I can be one up above this person. Right, right. But there's no such thing as a as a. You can't with with especially with tech or like a digital file. Like, who's stopping you from just copying it? Who's stopping right. you from right. ripping that CD and putting it onto Napster? Who's stopping you from from taking that that DVD and ripping it onto your PC and, and making a torrent out of it? Like right. who's who's stopping you from doing these things? And how how can you say that you have the one and only version of something? It just right. it just doesn't make sense. It's like you know, like in the in, you know, everybody's connected to the digital world. It could be programmed to where everybody can fly or whatever but they're not going to let everybody fly they're going to be like 
you got to pay X amount of dollar if you want yeah. this ability to fly. Like, yeah. So it's pretty much us just reverting, even though there's no, you know, realistically no scarcity in that digital world, just us reverting no back infection. to the, right, you know, to, to the real world. Like, is yeah. it just going to be a replica of the real world in a way? And I think, you know, it, it make you think, like, is, is a, does a lot of the scarcity that we perceive in real life actually exist or does it exist because, you know, certain people want to be the ones at the top, you know? Uh, I think it's both, but what do you think? I think it's, uh, it depends on what you're talking about, right? There's definitely a, uh, when you look at, let's say, um, like Amiibos, right? Nintendo releases Amiibos and they only release a certain amount. And then like people buy them up, right? Regardless of what they release, they, they buy them up and and some people flip them, they sell them, right? For a profit or they they keep them. But the whole point is that, that if you create scarcity, then you, you, uh, you create artificial demand because they're so scarce. Or this this product is so scarce that you make it seem like, uh, or or maybe it's not scarce, right? You you have a ton, but you release it in batches, and then you so you create this artificial scarcity, where, uh, where you have this product, anybody can have it, but you only release it whenever you feel like releasing it, and and that creates a a fear of um people that FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. And everybody wants it, but only a few people can get it, whatever that is, whether it's shoes or a game or whatever. Like, it comes down to those major companies, right? Controlling, like you said, that, that ability, right? Okay, we only want certain people to be able to fly. If they want to put a price on that ability, then they can say, okay, pay me $10,000 and you can fly. I'll give you the ability to fly. But giving somebody the ability to fly could be as easy as just flipping a switch or pressing a key or clicking. Hey, welcome back, man. We kind of got cut off abruptly. But, yeah, let's kind of continue on. Uh, We were discussing, you know, Facebook, the metaverse, and things of that nature. And I seen just recently sent me an article about Facebook where – it seems like they're worried about uh, the amount of eyes they're having on their platform, like how much time teens are spending. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to – it looks like they're trying to, like um, – it's like they're trying, to, they're trying to get more of the market. Right? They talk about, like, how much time that they have uh, or, like, people that are spending on their site and the quality, I guess, of the users, trying to get more teens on their site and – um and the the article talked about the article is from the verge and it talks about how like customers or users right or social media apps in general fight for um fight for the uh the eyes of the user right like you only have so many so much time in a day only 24 hours right Let's say you have a job, it's eight hours, maybe nine. Then uh, outside of that, like you want people to use your app and they're fighting for that attention against like TikTok right. and 
you know, YouTube and everything else is, is crazy. It just makes me think like they don't really care about how they affect people. They just want people to use the app. Yeah, because, you know, I think, like, you know, when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, they are a, a, like a marketing slash data gathering company. So mm-hmm. that's their their bottom line, just getting yeah. you to watch. It's almost, you know, almost like McDonald's. They don't care about your health as long as they get those burgers. In. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah, it's, we were talking about that uh, on part one of this, where it was like it's social media is like fast food almost, right? Like it's easier to, right. to just go online and and look at a 10 minute video than it is to sit down and and uh read a book and as sad as it is that's just the world that we live in now it's like you're not you're not social media isn't like pushing people to to read more unless you look at like goodreads and all those other websites but it's more so like oh swipe on my app swipe up swipe right uh, interact with like engagement, engagement, engagement. That's what they're focused on, and it's kind of sad. Man, why? Why do you think uh, people are moving away from Facebook and going to something more like TikTok? Uh, I mean, personally, I stopped using. I stopped using Facebook just because I didn't see the the purpose of it, and um, and like a lot of these apps. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like it's easier for me to get what I want without digging through all of the nonsense that that's on Facebook. Right? Right. Like, like Facebook right now is very you log in, and yeah, you have groups and stuff, right? There's Facebook groups and stuff, but I have to go out of my way to find that. If that makes right. sense. You still have to, you still have to kind of go out of your way to find like TikToks and YouTube uh, videos and stuff, but I know what I get into when I turn on YouTube. When I turn on Facebook, it's like I have a my home. I haven't used it in a while, so I could be wrong, but like I understand my homepage and it's going to have like all my friends and stuff and they have all their posts and all that stuff, but it's not personable to myself. Kind of like how MySpace was personable, right? Like your, your, your page, you can customize it and do whatever you want. Like Right. That that was engagement, unknowing to to myself. But uh, TikTok and and YouTube is a lot easier t- to digest. If I want to go on Facebook, it's like there's got to be a specific reason. I can't just leisurely browse Facebook. Right. Unless I'm a part uh-huh. of a group. Yeah. You know, kind of interestingly enough, is like TikTok is more of. Uh, like you're a content creator and you're pushing out content whereas facebook is more of like a social actual social media site where you're interacting with people so i'm kind of like i don't know if i want to say worried but it's kind of like something to think about that these kids ain't are not really interacting with each other much anymore it's like here let me put out this content see if i get attention you know what i mean yeah yeah the way that things are going now it's less about uh, talking and more of just uh, getting artificial engagement, right? Uh, that, that artificial you know, uh, uh, relationship. Like when somebody puts out a video, like is is that really gonna spark a lot of discussion, or is it more like people like, oh, nice video, cool video, awesome video? Some some people that I watch, uh, <laughs> they they do 
sort of they want to start a discussion right they they mentioned in their videos hey uh, uh comment down below i want to start a discussion right? right so i think it's it's a majority of the content you're i think you're right like the majority of the influencers that are out there that are that get the most eyes probably right. don't but there are few, uh few and uh like far and few between people that actually do want to have some sort of engagement you, right. again you got to seek it it's not it's not it's not front facing right right yeah. you know that's kind of an interesting term though influencer like we're on a platform with influencers so pretty much like okay this this guy kind of controls the mind of people you know what i mean yeah like it, like you know what i mean that, that we're on a platform of influencers that's that's pretty much telling you what's happening like okay mm -hmm. this this person is kind of leading these teams they follow him so yeah i don't know it's, it's kind of interesting like uh it's like there's less just like discussion and more consuming content uh what do you mean by that okay like on on facebook you know obviously like most of this text like people posting about their day uh -huh. and you know people responding to that and it's yeah. kind of like a more of a back and forth conversation right Whereas like on TikTok or uh, even YouTube, you're more like consuming the content. You're not, you know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's less of a platform for back and forth banter. I mean, YouTube does have the comment section, but. Right. They're, they're... TikTok's comments, like have you ever seen a, uh, like a, just a good thread on a TikTok video? Like, oh, everybody. No, I haven't. I don't, I don't use that platform, but I've, I know there's comments and stuff, but I don't know how it works. Yeah. It's, it seems like, you know, more like short messages, like keep it mm -hmm. short and sweet. Like you like right. it, show some emojis or something like mm -hmm. that. So, you know, if, if you go outside, man, you, you, you rarely see kids out and about right. now. So they're on uh, these computers, they're on these devices. Uh, and if the kind of interaction they're having is just let me put out this content and you know see how many people i can get to thumbs it up like there's no uh -huh. real discourse going on like where's the socialization taking place at right um yeah i see where i see where you're going with this it's like where you get you get the whole back in my day we used to go outside we used to right right we, on the weekends they used to kick us out of the house and go play basketball or or you know go go play go be active right uh you're out and about you're not in front of a screen but nowadays it's the reverse right there's less outside and more of being in front of a screen even if even if right. even if you were to try and argue and say well what if i'm making TikTok videos with my friends still you're back in front of a camera or a screen right or you're interacting with a a device and you're less what's what i'm looking for like you're still tethered to that that experience you're still tethered to that like oh i'm, I'm gonna even though i'm outside even though i'm i'm gonna I'm, I'm out and about or whatever you're still attached that's what i'm looking for you're still attached to right. that that your phone or or social media in some form or fashion unfortunately right like uh you know and it, you know like when when you put these videos out you obviously you're going to try to put your best foot forward 
Right. And, you know, like on Instagram, people are always posting these like videos of them taking vacations and doing cool stuff. So it's like, you know, if, if the majority of the people you deal with are these influencers, you're kind of dealing with like a cartoon almost like it's not really them. It's like an image they're putting out there. Yeah, they put out they put out an image and the image just look perfect. Right. Yep. So it's like where 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 are people seeing reality at? Like where are these kids seeing like reality at? Like just dealing with people just on a real level. You know what I mean? But you know, like you say, sometimes they do have a bunch of friends that get together and still make videos, but Right. But where's the the reality that's not behind uh where's the attachment? Where's that real Right. That, I don't know that real. If I could bold the word real right now and like put it out there, like where's the real uh, you, right? Where's the real person that's not behind a TikTok app, uh, profile? Exactly. Right? Like, uh, and, and then that goes for all social media, I think, right? Right, Cause, exactly. Because Instagram is the same way. You take a bunch of pictures, you, you pick the best one, you upload the best one, you put a filter on it. Snapchat is the same way. It's like, Right, you're not moments that should be cherished are no longer cherished. Right, it becomes yeah. it becomes uh, another another thing, like just dust almost. Just it's just there. It's there, but it's not. It has no value. It loses its value. Right. And you know, I remember you said earlier, like uh, your phone. When you're in your phone, it's almost like you're in your own world. You remember? You know? You remember you said that? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, everybody's in their own little meta world, like their own customized world. Instead of everybody interacting together in one world, everybody has their like little custom mini world to where they can kind of be who they want to be and consume or interact with only the people they want to, yep. you know. Yep. And, you know, maybe that kind of ties into the Facebook meta world that they, they want to start pushing a metaverse like. You know, if everybody's in this digital world that's just customized to what they like and, you know, are is that really healthy? No, because then you, you, you're neglecting the the real world. Right. Because like, then if where are we going? Where do we go from here? Right. right. Like, let's say we do make that that meta verse. Right. So then you can't bring your dog in there. What if you could? Right. right. All right. So then now I'm going. Now my dog is hooked up to this metaverse. Then like, all right. Now you got the dog. Well, I want, I want you know, my my coworkers to be easily accessible inside of the metaverse, right? So then you got your friends, right. and your friends have a home, and, and you have a home. But then, like, how, how do you? It just becomes this this. I don't know. It's kind of weird, man. It's weird. Like, where's the limit? Do you just right. create this artificial life that's that's a mirror of your your life, but in the in this dystopian virtual world? Like, right. You remember, like, uh, you talked about kind of like uh, Google. Like, when you search for certain things, it only returns the stuff that you know you like or whatever. Like yeah. uh, or results like tailored to you. So yeah. like it was, is that good in reality to just have like a world that's just tailored to what you like? You're are you ever really growing? You know what right. I mean? Right. You have to be exposed. You have to be willing to like like man. I, 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 
I'm trying not to sound like a soapy or like I'm on a soapbox. Like you got to do this, you got to do that. But it's something about being exposed to conflict, being exposed to like uh, the things that you don't like that makes you a better person. It's exactly. immediately finding the solution to a problem. It's like, it's, it's almost like you're solving a, a coding problem and like uh, you can't get the solution. You could easily go to a tech lead or another dev and be like, hey, I don't know this, I don't know the solution to this. And you could just pass it off. And right. Like, all right, well, he, he knows this better than me. He, he'll get it done instead of, all right, I don't understand this. Let me struggle with it and, and, uh, and learn from this. It makes you better. Like, like exactly. And it's not just like with code, like anything, you, you, there's no progress without struggle. And Especially like working out. Mm -hmm. it's, like it's if you only lift weight, yeah, if you only lift the weights that that's easy to lift, you're never going to get bigger. Yeah. Yeah. There's, like you're, you're, not, putting, you're, you're not putting that strain under your body that says, hey, I need to build muscle. Right. So people are not having like any sort of emotional, physical and mental strain. They're just plugging into like this custom digital world that caters to their every desire. Like mm -hmm. what kind of people are we creating? You know, it's kind of like, okay, say for example, like I'm on the internet, Google knows that I like hamburgers. Yep. And when I search for restaurants, it filters everything out else out other than hamburger restaurants, mm -hmm. you know, like I'm never, how, how is my, my palette of foods ever going to expand yeah. if it's only it's showing me like what it, hamburgers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you gotta expand your, your your horizons. Speaking of which, that reminds me, I gotta make dinner later. Um, uh, yeah, man, you're not you're never gonna expose yourself to anything else if you just keep eating the same things over and over again. And uh, I think we hit the nail on the head when we talked about like social media and like being like fast food, right? Because it's like, right, you, you you go to you go to KFC or you go to McDonald's or whatever, and you you know what you want. Before you even pull up to the to the, um, the 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 mic and you you order, you know what you want. Like, all right, here's the menu. It hasn't really changed. It might change every once in a while, but uh, for the most part, you know things are things are constant. And right. you know, people like familiar familiarity, and um, I think that's where I think. A good point that, I'm, that I, I could make is like your world is familiar to you. The phone, your phone is something that you've tailored to your own personal needs, and you can like every time you turn it on, you know what to expect to a to a degree. You know right, right. what to expect, meaning like you have your applications, you have your for you page on TikTok, you have your Instagram feed, right? But and the people that you follow, the the you you could you can control your whole experience in these applications because you can just you could you can own you could you can only accept people right you could just sort of create these mini worlds like, like you were saying where like right the people that you accept into your inner circle meaning like the people that you accept on on these applications can you could say okay if, I'm only going to accept these people if they believe x y and z and then right. doing that you just create this feedback loop or this hive mind of uh, of like, okay, if I believe this, I'm only going to follow people that that believe this one thing. 
right? I'm only going to follow people that strongly agree with me. I'm never going to follow somebody that that disagrees with me. And then you just create this feedback loop where you 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 don't grow. I'm not saying you have to like you have to put yourself out there and 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 get into arguments with people, but there's something about getting under that stress or getting exposed to that difficult situation that says that that that, that helps you grow as a person, right? Right. Like, like whatever that 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 it is, it, it's something about that it that says, "Hey, um, I, I've grown." Right. If you, if you don't expose yourself to those situations, then you're not you're not growing as a person. You're not evolving. You're just sort of right. becoming stagnant. <clears throat> And you, you know, it's always, it's it's always good for us to be reminded, like we're not always right. Like if I'm only having a bunch of people that agree with me, yeah. Essentially, it's everybody saying you're right, you're right, you're right. You know what I mean? Yeah. When in reality, I could be completely wrong, but I'll never know because, like, I've carefully crafted my little uh, digital world yeah. to only be agreeable with myself. Yeah. Exactly. Because you know, realistically, man, can you be real? Like, do you do you actively seek out people that disagree with you heavily? No, no, because that's that's in your mind. That's I I don't I don't actively seek right. people that that disagree with me. But I will say this: like, I've learned to uh, be okay with a not being right. Like, if I'm wrong, okay, that's cool. I'm I'm okay with being right. Um. If 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 I was the bad guy, I'm okay with being the bad guy for this, the that minute or second or whatever, because right. uh, you're not always gonna you're not gonna make all the shots that you take. It's not gonna it's, right, it's, right. it's never gonna you never there's no such thing as perfect. I don't uh, I don't believe in in, in perfection, right? Because you can find a flaw right. in almost anything, right? If you look closely enough at a at a diamond, you're gonna find some type of flaw. Right. And uh, and I think when you if you're willing to accept that, like things growth and things like arguments and they just become learning experiences. When you look at life that way or when you look at the world that way, it it changes and things just become so much easier. Like one thing that I I thought about the other day was like, you imagine when you were a kid and uh, or you look back at when when you were younger. Like before social media and you know there was just dial-up and like the internet was just this thing that you sort of went on like every once in a while and uh it was something that was like everywhere all the time right? right um but nowadays right it's it's so much different the internet's everywhere you really you pretty you practically can't escape it your tv has internet right. your laptop has internet your phone has internet um and it's just all over the place and even like on the radio download the the 93.5 kd app download this app down like there's commercials that tell you to download the app and, and it's like man like right there's ever a point where i don't i'm not bombarded with with uh call to actions right like when can i just be me and I don't right. have to be told to download an application. Right. Yeah, man, it was so crazy. Uh, there's a lot of kids that grew up and they never knew a time without the internet. So this is almost like 
you know, like water to them, like, oh, this was always here. Yeah. yeah. It's like, in reality, it wasn't. And I think that's when we have to look at, at uh, how things are, where it's like, okay, well, is this helping us or hurting us? Right. Have you ever seen those kids that are like, uh, like little kids, I mean, like four or five years old, and they go to, they're at a restaurant or whatever, and their mom and dad gives them the iPad, and they just, right. they just, they're distracted by the screen. Have you, I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yeah, they're just kind of zoned out. It's almost like they're not there. They're just like in yeah. in that digital world. They're just they're just zonked out. Not zonked out, but like they're just they're just in like this meta state to where like you know, almost. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy, but you know it it's, it goes back to the fast food. Fast food is so convenient and easy to get. You know, like when these parents are out and about, it's so easy to say, here, get on this tablet because you don't have uh -huh. to say, hey, be quiet, sit yep. still, yep. stop playing. <laughs> <You're just> like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it, yeah, I'll say this, it's, 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 it's both sad and, uh, and interesting nowadays, right? Where like parents don't have to be parents. They can right. The, the TV is the parent. The TV te teaches their kids or whatever, right? And, right. Uh, it's like that. That that sort of makes like uh, we're sitting here talking about this, but like I wonder, I wonder how many, uh, like I wonder how many parents like really reflect on how their parenting skills are. You know, yeah, like, I think you know. A lot of them are so busy, they don't really have time. It's just kind of like, let me do what works, and this is the yeah. easiest solution. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Like with TV dinner, like for you, you say you're about to go cook dinner, but a lot of people just, and I'm guilty of it too, just like pop in a TV dinner. Or... <laughs> no, I feel you. There's days where I'm like, you know what? I don't want to cook. There's, you know, there's uh, checkers or there's McDonald's. I'm going to just go hit up that. I'm guilty of it too. Um, right. It, it it just comes down to like managing your time as a as a right. as people with only so much time that we have in a day, and you could probably stretch it more. But uh, what I can't stretch is my sister's patience to have a meal <laughs> at the end of the day. Right? Like I can't. Right. I can't be like, all right, well, you know, I was doing my podcast. I can't. Uh, and I didn't make dinner. I've done it every once in a while, but the whole point is like when you have somebody that's relying on you for dinner right. day, you got to do something. Right, so right. Put it off. Right, you might have to uh, teach her how to cook too, so she can. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it, it. She cooks. She cooks, but it's just the fact that um, we just share. We, we just share the responsibility, right? So like one day I'll do it, one day she'll do it, and. Um, yeah, it, it just comes down to like the, how we split up the responsibilities. It's not like she doesn't know how. Um, right. It's just kind of like it, taking turns. Yeah, it's almost like we, we take turns. Exactly. Exactly. We're not like, hey, you know, she can't do this because uh, I think we're we're lucky enough to have like that exposure to um, to having like grandparents and like right. and like having them sort of 
help raise us. Like, hey, you know, they would drag us into the drag us into the um the kitchen or whatever and be like, hey, do uh help me make this or go grab this or just exposure over time. And um, you know, that's a blessing. Like I can't, I can't, I can't, there's no other way for me to frame that. And even now, right. like thinking back, um, you know, uh, my grandfather was definitely a person who would um, put out these. Uh, he would. He would. He would. It wasn't. It was never an argument. It was just. It was just a discussion. Like everything was a discussion, right? Where right. you might feel. I might feel strongly about something. Like, hey, you know, I don't like. I don't like this. This president or whatever. Like I dislike this, and he would just say, "Okay, well, why?" And why? And, and after a certain point of asking why, it's like you, you you're looking at a cake, and the cake has layers. Eventually, you're gonna get to that that foundational reason as to why, or or he would sort of play devil's advocate, where like you would have your opinion, and he would have a, the opposite opinion, and it wasn't more of like a, an argument where like. Uh, you know, trying to sort of shout over the other person, but it right, was right. Sort of an open discussion. And at the end of the at the end of the discussion, you might just agree to disagree, but but he, he, I'm grateful that he sort of taught me how to uh, just listen, right? Give the floor to somebody else, listen to somebody else's opinion on something, and not always try to have the last word right because i think in a lot of these social media applications you can kind of see how uh the you see how people talk to each other anonymously and these uh these people try to it's almost like they want to have the last word for one or they block the other person so they don't have to they don't have to interact with them you can't block people in real life if somebody's face to face with me i can't block that person and right on it's like you you have to be able to uh, have a real life discussion with somebody, like tolerate that person, not like tolerate them, but more so uh, be able to have a discussion with somebody without getting your feelings involved. Yeah, you know the con- the conflict resolution skills are like different, whereas like in the digital world, you don't like somebody, you just block them. Right. Right. Yeah. That's the point that I was, I was sort of leaning towards. It's like, if you don't like something, it's easy to just be like, all right, well, I don't like this person blocked. And then you're back to having that dystopian world of, of, um, of just making it all about what you believe in and only having people that, that agree with you in your own little world. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not easy. Um, you know, accepting that you're wrong, but that's part of life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. <clears throat> well, man, uh, what what are you about to uh, to cook? Uh, I called myself making jerk chicken, um, but that's gonna take a while. So I gotta go to the store and um, I gotta pick up some spices, and I'm I'm just gonna make the marinade tonight. I've already thought out the chicken. I'm gonna take some of it, toss it in the marinade, and then um, let that sort of marinate overnight, and then cook that tomorrow. 
but tonight I'm probably gonna fix up some some chili and some pasta and, um, and some garlic bread. I think that'll 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 be good. Yeah, man. But you you know, like when it comes to even like when we cook or whatever, like we we just make what what we comfortable with is. You know, it's it's hard to expand yeah. your horizon sometimes. Yeah. Or do uh, or do you? Uh, do do <laughs> I expand my horizons? Like yeah, do you cook like often cook like things you've never cooked before? Um, I've tried to, just because. Um, what was it? My my sister, right? Like the one one good thing about having a roommate is, especially somebody that sort of eats your food that you make, is right. that yeah, I get instant feedback. And, okay. And if she's tired of eating something, she'll say it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there was definitely times where I just stuck to, okay, you know, if I'm going to make chicken, we're going to have chicken all week and, you know, you know we're, we're good. But she's, she's spoken up to where it's like, hey, I'm tired of eating chicken and, you know, let's eat, let's eat something else. And right, so, right. Um, you know, one thing that I've I've, I've gotten into is like buying cookbooks and like oh, sure. cooking videos on YouTube and stuff. And, um, and so I'll, if I, if I ever want to like, just get something like and learn something new, I'll just open up my cookbook and boom, it'll be there. And I'll just flip to a random page. And if I like what I see, then I'll, I'll try to, I'll try cooking that. Uh, I, got, I, I try to do that, you know, expand my horizon but it's like a lot of times when you look at these recipes it's like they're using twenty thousand ingredients and you only got five of them yeah 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 that's the only downside right like they'll have like oh yeah just go to your pantry and grab uh some lamb some lamb sauce and like i don't have that i don't have right. that. i don't think the grocery store down the street has it either right so how do you like uh rectify that like you just so use a substitute or close to uh, substitute Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. uh, Amazon Prime has been a blessing for me. I think since I moved into this new place, and I've I've learned that like you know if I'm working from home, uh, the best thing that that could do, that I can do for myself is just uh, wake up in the morning, right? Let's say I wake up at eight a.m. and I know I'm gonna I, I find out what I'm gonna make and I look at the recipe. If I need something, I'll just order it through Amazon. Right. And, um, you know, Amazon delivers groceries, right? So in like, right. <clears throat> like two hours or whatever, depending on how I, like how early I order it, it'll be, it'll be at my place. And so, right. uh, yeah, if you, if I miss that window though, yeah, it's, it's, it's all bad because, uh, they're next, they, they, I guess they don't like have, they don't have delivery drivers like in the middle of the day. Or if they do, it's always like, you know, first come, first serve. So if I order something at like two o'clock in the, in the afternoon, it won't show up until later, like the next day. Right. Don't, don't expect it to like show up that same day. And uh, do, do you ever think like, like do you, do you ever just get a craving for like, okay, I really want McDonald's. I don't know why, but I just want it. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not yeah. really good, but you just... I, Sometimes I feel like they, they put like chemicals or something in the food to make you have that feeling of addiction. Like, you know, 
Because think about sodas. Like, if you don't drink sodas for months, you don't you don't crave them. Right. Like, uh, I used to be a super huge soda fiend. Like, I just drank several a day. Wow. I, I started getting all of these cavities. So, right, you right, know, right. if you had a tooth infection, that's one of the worst pains you could feel. So mm-hmm. that kind of prompted me to completely cut them out. But before, I remember just, like, right now, man, I, re- I would really like a Dr. Pepper right now. Yeah. But, you know, ever since I stopped, I, I don't have any of those cravings. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah, when I first um, when I first started working out and like cutting out like fast food, like after a while, I just kind of didn't have that. I, I I see what you're saying. I didn't have that urge to for fast food because right. I just didn't I just didn't eat it. But uh, to answer your question, like I do believe that like there is this is not like chemicals in the water or anything, but like. Fast food is is designed to sort of get to get you to come back. It's designed right. to taste good and to hit all those those pleasure spots in the in the mouth, right? To be salty right. and sweet and 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 everything, right? But uh, one thing that you cannot tell me is that fast food is cheaper than cooking. <laughs> right. I can make way more for the price. You know, if the, for the price of a hamburger at, at uh, McDonald's, I can make way more than right. I would buying something at McDonald's. So I'd rather just drop the, the money. Right, and just cook you know. it yourself. Yeah. yeah. And, and then uh, you learn, too. Exactly. I, I need to get back onto cooking more. Like, I kind of have a limited uh palette like you know i cook steaks hamburgers and you know like just the typical stuff and get really good at it and just cook those right. things over and over but uh yeah i, I gotta kind of probably gotta look, do what you're doing as in like look up a recipe order the ingredients off of uh amazon but you yeah. know they do got those services like well like blue apron or something where they kind of yeah. send you i tried them i tried them I all right i don't okay. know if it's the money but it's okay if you feel like that's where you want to go, then I would do it. But yeah, if you're like, saying they're not that good, I'll probably no. <laughs> it, it's it's they're don't get me wrong, they're good. I'm, I'm gonna say that it, they're good. It's just not worth the you price. Look at how much you're spending, right? Like it just doesn't. Like they send you just the exact exactly what you need, right? And I'm like, all right, well. Uh, you know, this is exactly what I need, then all right, cool. I don't need anything else. And then, but I look at the price, it's like, all right, well, it's it's X dollars a week, but right. you're not getting something that you can make in abundance. It's almost, it's just those. If you buy, right, let's say you buy salmon, rice, and vegetables for two people, that's the exact measurements that you're going to get. It's not something that you could just. You're not buying it in bulk, and right. uh, I just feel like it's just a waste, right? I'd rather just go out and buy what I want, and not worry about ship having it being shipped to me. Or if I'm gonna buy what I want, you know, I, I can, I can, uh, like, like I said, like it's just it just makes more sense down the line to go with like Amazon or somebody else versus Blue Apron. But I, you know, if you haven't tried it, I would try it. I'm gonna say that. I guess. Okay. Yeah, try, uh, try. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, if you could get like way more of the same ingredients just by going to the grocery store, I might as well just do that, you know. Yeah, I think don't. Uh, yeah, I just think I think the only thing with them is only good if you don't have the time. Right, right. Like it almost forces you to experiment because they're shipping you something different, you know. But can you like? I've never used one of those services. Like, do you just like order the exact meals you want, or is it more like, uh, you know, um, they kind of like send a random thing within like a range? Like, oh, I want some chicken, so they send different chicken meals. How does that work exactly? Yeah, I believe so. I believe it's like that, where they send you just uh, they send you. Let me look it up to make sure, but I think they send you it based on your preferences. You don't like okay. what you want. It's just like your next meal is this, right? Right. So like if I if I go here, oh no, choose choose your meals. Our chef designed recipes include balanced meals. Unpack your box. No commitment. Personalized menus. Select from our signature, our signature or signature for four plans. Tell us your dietary preference. And we'll personalize the menus you receive. So I think I think what what they do is, if I remember it correctly, you tell them that I like chicken and pork or whatever, and then they send you pork chop recipes or a chicken recipe or uh, chicken and vegetables and rice or something. Like it's it's based okay. on just your your dietary uh, choices that you that you set. In right. The app. <clears throat> okay, yeah. So you're almost forced to expand your cooking horizons because they give you yeah. something different. Mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> it's not. It's, it's not nasty. I, I didn't. I enjoyed it. It just to me, like monetarily, it was like, all right, well, I can make right. more if I just go out and buy the ingredients versus waiting for this app to figure it out for me. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I probably I probably just forced myself to you know experiment. You just gotta do it. Yeah, you just gotta do it. Like 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 the gym and stuff. Like you can't. You're not gonna get swole by watching Arnold. You know, lift 500 pounds. You gotta get in the right. gym and do it. Yeah, right. that's pretty much like what we said over and over. Like even with saving money and getting ahead, like it's not like super complicated to yeah. save money, throw it in an mm -hmm. index fund, mm -hmm. or. <clears throat> Like ninety, it seems like ninety five percent of success is just doing it. Like, yeah, just go out and do it. Yeah. You know, if this particular way doesn't work, make a little adjustment, try it again. Yeah. yeah. And I will. Like, I will want to say, go ahead. I'll go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, like, I do want to say, like, I did get, I did hear back from a uh, biz rate, and uh, right. you know, I got, I got rejected, and they, I won't say that I'm kind of, I'm not upset. I am somewhat like bothered like man like i thought it, you know i, I was a shoe in um but you know i i'm just glad that i i did you know i did get a response or that you know at least they uh, i'm glad that i got I, I got to the final rounds i guess that's probably the best right. way to say it right like i'm just glad that i got there um right. because it just shows that hey like i'm doing something right Exactly. And you, you never really know why they reject you. Could have been like, okay, the, you know, the a higher up here, he's, he's bringing his family member in. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
and and that's Something. and that's what I think it is. Like, I just got. I think I think I just found somebody that just was better than me. Right. Yeah, that could be it too. But at least you put the work in. You know what I mean? Like, if you keep on doing that, you're eventually gonna get to a better position. But if you never yeah. put that work in, yeah. like, you're gonna be like, you know, you remember how we were talking about it takes stress, like uh, stress on your body, stress on your mind. That's what it takes to grow. So. You know, this might have put a little bit of stress on your mind, but if you keep on doing it, you're going to grow and you're eventually going to get, you know, to a better position because yeah. I failed that in interview before. But good thing I did because I took stuff from that interview and took it into my next one. And the next one, the next company actually paid more. And that's mm -hmm. the job I ended up getting. So, yeah, I'm sure, you know, you, you know, there's a lot of takeaways that you could take from that interview. Like, OK, they like this about what I did. And maybe I can work on this next time. Like I didn't answer this too well and I can sharpen right. that here. Right. You know, and, and that's sort of what I'm waiting for is like, I'm waiting for the feedback from uh, the recruiter. And I think I'll probably get it. If I don't get it this week, I'll definitely get it like next week. Um, right. and, but in the meantime, you know, I'm just kind of just, you know, studying still and, and doing my leak code and started uh, working on um, the like re this React course that I bought. And um, you know, I'm I'm just I'm just doing my thing, and right. you know, eventually it'll all come together. Exactly. I think the key is never taking failure personal. Just like, okay, you know, this didn't work out. This is what I need to do better. Time yeah. to adjust and try it yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, all right, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just try it again. I'm gonna try it this way. I'm gonna try it that way. Like. You wouldn't believe how many times like, I'm, I'm gonna go back to cooking real quick. You wouldn't believe how many times I've like, all right, I'm gonna make this, and then it just doesn't turn out right. But you gotta eat it anyway, right? Like, right, right. Just, it, you, you you make an attempt, you're gonna mess up, but don't let that failure like bring you down. It's it's all part yeah. of the process of getting better. Exactly. Yeah, if you never if you never had those failures, you would have never you know been able to increase your cooking skills. You just kind of yeah. get through it. Yeah, exactly. And and give yourself the, the time. Give yourself time to, 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 to mess up, to improve. You know, like exactly. I was pushing this year. I realized that myself, like I was pushing this year, like, oh man, you know, if I get this biz rate job, I started thinking about like daydreaming about all the, the things that I, I could do and, and how great it'll be when, when this happens. But, you know, let me just sort of live in the reality and just, uh, and instead of daydreaming, like, all right, well, what can I control? Okay, I, I can practice my my leak code. I can practice my my algorithms and and uh, right. my my uh, presentation skills because it could have just been that. It could have right, right. been anything, but at the end of the day, I'm going to get better. And like, exactly. what I end up is is going to be greater because I, I work towards it. It's, it's it's that delayed gratification versus that like instant gratification right and i would say even be aggressive in the ap applying process like mm -hmm. okay I, I want this job let me just start reaching out to these different companies and yeah yeah that's one thing that i've, I've started doing is like you know what like let me not let me not sit on my butt and wait right because right. what if what if it takes them three weeks to respond at least i sent out the message right. Right. That way, if it takes them three weeks, well, three weeks from today is is, uh, you know, uh, November, almost December. Right. Where I'll, I'll be in that in there like then 
I stay on this path, then apply now. They could they could reply tomorrow. They could reply in three weeks. They could reply in a year. The whole point is like, let me just apply and then get the ball rolling. And then, you know, whenever they respond, it's not life or death. You know, it's just take it as the as it goes. Right. I think another lesson to be learned is like you don't have it until you have it. So like unless you do have it, don't stop applying. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I, I take it. I take it kind of. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to lie. After that three hour interview, I just, I just sort of chilled and I just took it easy. But really, I should have. I should have. Uh, I should have kept putting in the work. I shouldn't have stopped studying. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, that's a good lesson, though. I, I can see you like getting something really soon. It's just like you taking those lessons and just, you know, putting that work in. Like yeah. you got the skills to get that next job. It's just yeah. you matching up with the right company more yeah. than anything. I think that's what it is, you know, and uh, I appreciate that. Like, I appreciate this podcast and 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 all the support and everything like even outside of like just coding, right? It's like this podcast has definitely helped me with my speaking skills because I remember, I'm sure if I look back at the first couple episodes, remember when I was just, I would just like be quiet and not really talk about right. it. Just, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Um, yeah, to answer the question, right? Now it's a yeah. lot more fluid. Yeah, it was almost like an inter interview type thing. Like I was interviewing you, now it's like a lot more back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> And you, you can see yeah. like just the amount of improvement we both made throughout all of that time yeah. just by doing it and not yeah. putting like so much pressure on ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I think uh, yeah, we, de we definitely need to keep going with this podcast. Uh, I think, you know, maybe we should consider moving to YouTube to where we can get more eyes on it. Though. I think you so. Know, kind of thing. Yeah, you know, it kind of seems like people don't really want to do the two or three clicks to get to this. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. We should, we could probably switch. I'm down to switch the platform, and like even, even um, even doing like, I don't know. We, they, they, YouTube just gives us more opportunity. I think at the end of the day. Exactly. So yeah, I think maybe for us, starting from the next episode, we can uh, try to transition over to YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. But I think this is a good uh, ending point for this episode. Uh, do you have any words to say to the audience? Uh, see you guys in the next episode. And I appreciate all the people who are listening. And there's better things to come in the near future. Have a good one. All right. Catch y'all next time. Later.